Welcome to the Moving Past You radio show, a show about identifying, confronting, and embracing the obstacles that block and delay us in walking in our divine purpose. Each week, we delve into the complexities and rewards of walking in your purpose. Now, here's your host, Juanita Gaynor. Good evening, everyone. It's um, so excited to see everyone on this evening in the virtual space. Um, I'm just excited about what God has been doing these past few weeks. Um, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but um, like I said before, when this season started, that this was about moving when God has told me to move. And so sometimes it's just like, no, we're not going to do it this week. We're going to do it in the following week. So I am grateful that you are here with us on this evening. Now, the last time we, you know, saw one another, I was talking about the strength of brokenness and how it is necessary to get to the next level and the next things that you need in life. Um, But before I go into the little five points and do a recap on that, let me explain to you the series I told the storm. Um, God gave this to me earlier in the year because when we think about everything that has gone on with the pandemic, everything that has been moving, every how lives have changed, Everybody has had an I told the storm moment. Everyone has had to navigate differently. Everyone has had to do only what God has told them to do. And so this season, um, for the remainder of season three, we will be doing the series I told the storm. And it is going to be combined with myself just doing teachings on things that God has given me to impart upon you. Um, Also partnering with some amazing men and women of God and just some amazing men and women. You know, um, everyone may not believe the way you believe, but everyone has an I told the storm moment. Everyone has had something in their life where it's made them reflect on where they was and where they need to be and how they need to pivot and change to get there. So, for more information, you can always reach us on the website um, at movingpastyou.com for more information and how to become and be on the show. So, but let's dive quickly into the quick overview of last session, which was the strength of brokenness. And yes, we're going to do notes today because we are going to just do some amazing things. So, when I was talking about the strength of brokenness, There was five reasons I gave you that it was okay to be broken. Five reasons. The first one is it means that you're living. If you're not broken, it doesn't mean, you know, it it means that you're alive, that you're human, that you feel. Number two, it means that it's going to get better. It may not seem like it at this point, but it is going to get better. Um, For number three, it's an opportunity for growth. You get to see where it is you have to navigate and move by God's own flashlight that he has possessed on you. So you can grow and go to where he wants you to be. Number four, this was one of the ones that I had to deal with um, immediately was it's okay to feel emotions. So many times we've been told that we have to stuff down our emotions and we have to just, you know, just be zombies or we have to be robotic in what we do. We've been told that if we're believers that we have to just shut down how we feel, just put on this brave front and it's supposed to be that way. That is not the truth. 
There's a level of transparency that needs to happen so that people can see that there's trials, tribulations, and levels to where they have to be. And finally, the reason why it is okay to be broken is that it doesn't make you any less human. Remember that it does not make you any less human. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Um, and there's a couple of versions of the Lord's Prayer that most of them say. Um, the one I will be coming from is Matthew, the sixth chapter, the ninth to the 13th verse is the actual prayer. But I'll be actually reading for you the eighth, starting at the eighth verse, going to the 13th. But also another prayer is Luke 11, two through four. And that's the one that says, if my people, which are called by my name, but that is a different lesson. We are going to be focusing on Matthew, the sixth chapter, the ninth and the 13th verse. And I will be coming from the King James version on this one on this evening. Now, when we think about the Lord's prayer, see the Lord's prayer is a pattern that Jesus taught his followers to pray. See, the Lord's prayer is a reminder of who God is and how we should engage with him. So when you think about the next time you have to pray, start by reading the Lord's prayer and then pattern your prayer after the themes Jesus used. Now, once we finish this teaching on this evening, we will have a template of what I used initially when I really started um, seeking God and really started to get serious about prayer that I've used and my actual prayer that I have used in the past. Um, it will be um, also available on the website as well um, as some additional notes for those who are really looking to seek to up that prayer life. So what I'm going to be reading is Matthew, the sixth chapter, and I'm going to be reading the eighth through the 13th verse. Again, I'm reading from the King James version. I'm going to put this Bible in front of me. And the eighth verse, and as we starting, it says, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before you even ask. I added that. After this manner, therefore pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And while I'm, while I'm reading it, I am going to put it up on the screen. So it says, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So, I remember a conversation that I had a couple of years ago and we were talking about the old school church, the church of Corinth, the, you know, the Acts church. And we were talking about how they were okay with outcomes, whether if the person lived, if the person died, if they was in prison, if they were released, they were always okay with the outcome. And that is because they were patterned and taught how to pray. 
And I feel sometimes that even in my personal life and in my personal walk, we forget that everything is thy will be done. We so many times want to impart our will. But if we're saying we're following his will, it is his will. So that means whether it hurts us, whether it benefits us, it was his will. And his will is always going to get us to the next level. You know, now when we talk about the Lord's Prayer, it's also considered the Our Father Prayer in some, you know, realms. Um, most people have memorized it by heart. Um, they know it. We teach on it a lot. So when we think about the Lord's Prayer, there's really six steps of prayer that is taught within the Lord's Prayer. And let me bring up those steps. I'm going to bring them up. We're going to see these on the screen today. And if you are listening um, on the replay and things like that, you um, will go step by step. Now, the six prayers taught in the Lord's Prayer, the first one is address. See, it's addressing God's rightful place as the father, as the lead, as the head of everything. Um, the second step is worship and praise for to God for who he is and what he's done. Three, it's to acknowledge that he is God and his will and his plans are in control, not our own. Four, it is to ask God for the things that we need. Five is to confess our sins and repent. And six, to request protection and helping in overcoming sin and Satan's attacks on us. Now, for me, I'm going to focus on a couple of the six steps um, in detail. Um, number, the one that I will be focusing on the most is number three. Let me bring that back up. Number three, and that was to acknowledge that it's God's will and plans that are in control, not our own. So, and the reason I wanted to focus on this is that focus on that is it's just like when I think about the last, you know, it's May. When I think about the last four months of just 2021, um, I've experienced some great losses in family and friends, and you know, friends have experienced losses and they're struggling, and um, some of these losses have brought back other pains and other hurts that um I, you know, you think you deal with, but then it, you know, something triggers. And I remember asking God why. Um, there was a recent one, um, won't go into too many details, but I remember asking God why. Why? Like, why is it that, why is it that this had to happen? Why this person? Like, what, what is going on? Like, I was really struggling. And he brought me back to, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So many times we ask God for something. We want him to heal the person. We want them to restore them back to the family. We want them to, you know, reconcile whatever. But that may not be God's will. And so what happens is that when it goes left, when we think it should have went right, we have an issue with God. 
But the problem is, is that we were out of order because we put our own will into what was God's will. And as hard as that may be to swallow for some, I've done it often. You don't know how many times that I have laid before God and prayed for somebody to be healed or laid before God and wonder why that relationship couldn't be reconciled. And then be so angry with him when it didn't go the way I felt it should go. I remember back in 2018, I really began to understand thy will be done. Um, There, it was a pivot point. It was a turning point. It was a problem where I finally began to heal from a lot of the trauma and a lot of the things that life had tossed me. And the light bulb began to go on that be like, you know what? I'm out of order. I'm not doing what God needs me to do. And I remember praying a prayer. And I said, you know, Lord, whoever is in my life that is causing distractions, causing disruptions, remove it. Whatever your will is for that person, place or thing or situation that is currently in my life, thy will be done. I said it, but I really wasn't ready for what it was. Because even though I said thy will be done, I was hoping for a different outcome. I was hoping that it was going to be what I had fantasized it in my head. I had decided that this is how it's going to be. We're going to go down this yellow brick road. We're going to build the, you know, white picket fence house. And this was what was going to be. So when he flipped the script and was like, that's not my will. You're talking about somebody who was salty. You're talking about someone who was pissed. I know I'm going to get some messages in my inbox. Like, I can't believe you said that. You said you're a believer and you're saved and you said pissed. I did. Get over it. Watch some of my earlier, listen to some of my earlier stuff. I say way more crazy stuff then. But I was pissed. And I wanted to have a conversation with God. I'm like, and, and, and how I talk to God is different. Like I talk to God differently. How you talk to him may be different. But I was like, hey, player. It was just like that. It was like, hey, player, what's going on? Like, um, this isn't what I asked for. Like, yo, I wasn't, I didn't mean all this. I didn't mean you to take this and that and that person in this situation. I didn't mean for you to do all that. And you know what he said to me? Just as clear as day. He said, but you said my will be done. He he said, you didn't, you didn't ask me to, to do whatever. You said whatever my will was for your life to be done. Now, I'll be honest, the first couple of weeks, I wasn't willing to swallow that pill. I was just, I was trying to reason, reckon, you know, I was trying to, you know, get down to whatever. I was just like, come on, really? But then I had to remember, I then had to confess and repent because I was out of order. Because in that moment, I negated who he was, which the, was my father, the head of my life, the person who was leading my path, the person who was providing, the person who was making a way out of no way. I decided that I was trying to strip him of his role. 
So therefore I had to confess and repent. And usually those two happen, you know, and, and co-in-sync. Like we, you know, we have to, you know, acknowledge that it's his will. And then when his will happens, we go left and then we have to confess. And see, the thing is, we don't go to God and ask him for the things that we need. See, what we do, we ask him, but we don't address him as the head. We don't worship and praise him and give him glory and thank him for what he's done. We don't acknowledge that this is his this is his life. We're here on we're here we're borrowing. He's given us this. And then once we do those three in order, then we can ask him for the things that we need. And see, therefore, it's like if we ask him, he will give us the desires of our heart. But it has to line up with the things that he says. You know, as you really read the Lord's Prayer, I really want you to let it sink in your heart. And I really want you to... Talk to God honestly and openly, because I think sometimes we we kind of feel we go back on things that we used to grow up to or we was raised as, you know, we were taught certain things. But you know what? Your relationship with God is your own, you know, and I remember when God decided that the person who I depended on to talk me off the ledge to be there who who was laying in the gap in prayer for me when he decided that her time was done on this side i really really had to kind of back up i really had to think about you know how to self regulate i really had to think about where you know my relationship with god really was was i only in it because this person was always able to get me to the next level was I in it because that person was always able to get me off the ledge before I went there? You know, was I with certain people or in certain relationships or around certain things because of this person's ability to be the buffer for me? And then with that being said, it allowed me to let certain things go because I realized that by myself and in the state that I was in, I was no longer able to, I was never able to self-regulate. The only reason I was able to regulate those situations was because that person was there. So what I had to do is I had to back up off of people. I had to back up off of situations. I had to let things go. I had to let things fall by the wayside because then I realized that the only reason that I was functioning in that capacity of the people pleaser, the always being there, the, you know, holding everyone's hand, doing everything for everybody was because I had a buffer. She was my buffer. She was that prayer warrior. She was the one that stayed in the gap. And because she was no longer there, I then knew that I couldn't regulate. It wasn't where God needed me to be. That he had something greater. So he put me in a situation, in a position, in a place so that he can get me alone so that I can get better at my relationship with him. And sometimes we don't want to go that route. Sometimes we just don't want to do that. You know, we want to everything to be microwave. We want it to happen instantly. But see, when you learn how to pray, when you truly, truly learn how to pray, things happen 
immensely. So when you think about the Lord's Prayer, it is an outline. It is an outline. Um, the Lord's Prayer is a unique outline. Basically, you have like any type of like your letter or essay, whatever you write, there's always an outline. You have your introduction and greeting, which is our Father who art in heaven. Basically, it is you are greeting him, you're introducing him, you're, you're acknowledging who he is. And then you have your petitions to, you know, for God. You know, the first one is God's glory, praise and adoration for who he is. And that's hallowed be thy name. Then you have God's kingdom, thy kingdom come, God's will, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then after you come out of the petitions for God, you have the petitions for us, for ourselves. We won. We have our needs. Give us this day our daily bread. Then we have our forgiveness and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then we have our protection and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then once you've done your intro, once you've done your petitions for God, once you've done your petitions for yourself, you have the closing and the doxology for, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So he's given us a perfect outline on how to pray to him, how to seek him, how to ask him for anything, but we, and also to be okay with it's his will to be done. So I'm going to share a prayer that I remember when I wrote it out, um, I was really studying it and asking God, you know, to kind of guide me into how I really should pray and how I should formulate this for me. How should I say it for me? Because yes, I can, you know, read the scripture all day long, but how do I put it into my words? into the format that is going to give him the utmost glory and praise. So let's, let's go deep into that. You know, um, I remember this, I, I created this, I wrote this out in 20 December of 2016. And it was the moment when I had decided that enough was enough. It was the moment that it was just like, I was fully really, really going to live for him. It was the moment that I decided that, you know what, everything else is null and void. Everything else is null and void. So I started this prayer off as this. It says, my God, the creator of heaven and earth, I praise and worship your name. May we have more of you here on earth. I pray for your will in my life, not my will. Even the times is hard for me to release control to you. Let me, let me really, let me really do a deep dive on that one. See me releasing control, me allowing him to do what he needed to do was the hardest thing for me. 
because I always felt that I had the answers and I always felt that I knew better. I knew what my life was like. I knew what it was doing. I knew what I was going through. So I had the answers. So I, no one was better than it is for me. So to relinquish the control was difficult. And I put that in the prayer specifically because it was me acknowledging my weakness. It was, you know, it took me to acknowledge that I needed him more than ever. And that, yes, you know, he saw it, but I saw it too. And I needed to change that. So, like I said, I pray for your will in my life, not my will. Even the times it's hard for me to release control to you. I pray for your great provision in my life, meeting the needs and concerns of my heart. And believe me, he, he's met them in the past five years. He has met them and then some. Lord, please forgive me for my sins, for the things I've done and the things I've neglected to do. Let me stop there. Let me talk about the things we neglect to do. When we neglect to forgive, when we neglect and um, to move, when he tells us to move, when we decide that we don't want, even though he says forgive that person, we're like, yeah, no, nah, they really pissed me off and I don't want to talk to them and I don't understand why I have to be nice to them. Okay. We neglect sometimes to do what God has instructed us to do. And that is just as bad. That is a sin. He's instructed us to, you know, commit 30 minutes a day to him and praise and worship and reading your word. And it may not be 30 consecutive minutes, but he's saying 30 minutes per day, whether it's half in the morning, half at night, I need you to do these things and you neglect to do it. It's a sin. And trust me, I've been guilty of it because I'd be like, yeah, I don't got the time. I'm going to figure it out. I've done it. And he has always forgiven me, but I don't always want to just, you know, be functioned under the grace of him forgiving me for because of who he is. I want to operate in obedience at all times. Let's go back into the prayer. Um, help me forgive others who have hurt me, forgiving them as you have forgiven me. OK. This is my biggest one. As an abuse survivor, this is a hard one. It has been a hard one at times because being an abuse survivor, you have been hurt on levels, not only physically or sexually, but you've been destroyed spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, and to forgive someone of the trauma that they caused you, you're like, what are you talking about? But then I think about what God has done for me. Because had he not forgiven me, I wouldn't be here. So it was, Lord, help me to forgive others as you forgive me. I think that's very important to put in there because sometimes we forget that God doesn't judge us like that. If God really placed judgment on us the way we place it on others, it would be crazy. I don't want to be in that world. 
You know, I, I want to be caught up, but I don't want to be in that world. Let's continue on with the prayer. Protect me from the evils of this world. Help me resist the temptations to stray from your path. For all honor and glory is yours, Lord. May I see your work in my life, in your way, in your time, and to your glory. Amen. This was where I was at in 2016. I was completely broken. I was completely bare. Um, I was just completely like, well, God, what, what is it for me? And what he is doing for you on today is he is letting you know that there's a way to communicate with him to obtain all the things you need, but you have to accept his will and not your own. And that is difficult. It is because you have that loved one, you have that friend, you have, you know, that, you know, place or whatever that was just so special to you that you've put all of your heart and mind and soul into. And God was like, but their time here is done. See, when people, the majority of people, when they go home to glory, their assignment is done. We should be looking at ourselves because that means our assignment is not complete. That means we haven't affected the lives and the change that we needed to do. That means we strayed somewhere along the way and we're still here to fulfill the promise that God made to us and we made to him. Many of us are reassignments. Many of us, you know, we were going one thing, but you know what? You had that family member or whatever, and God had to reassign the assignment. And when that happens, there's extra, you know, things to take on. But you have to know that God's love is bigger than anything you can imagine. But you have to accept his will. You have to accept his will. You have to accept his way. So even with everything that's going on, the deaths from COVID, um, other deaths, just the whole pandemic in, in general. For many people, it was like, oh, well, if you don't have all of this money made and you wasted your time. And that's, you know, that was, I don't like people doing that because that means you are trying to move what your purpose is that God has placed on you and you're trying to make it someone else's responsibility. That's like me saying, you know what, if you don't have a radio show that is on 15 different networks and syndicated and whatever, then that's on you. You were just being lazy. No. When we put that out there, we are deflecting. God used this time for many of us to spend time with family, to spend time with friends to understand what our boundaries were, to get us by ourselves so that we could commune with him. So many of us have spent so much time outside of home. Most of you don't know what your families look like. Most of you don't know what your house looked like. God didn't even know what it looked like. 
this past year, we have really had to seek him and we really had to pray prayer. We really had to study. We really had to hide it in our hearts because you know what? We didn't know what was going to be the outcome. We didn't. So now that everything is opening back up and this is not, you know, to put a lot of size, I don't do that. Now that things are beginning to open, now that, you know, people are beginning to see their way. Don't forget where God has brought you. Don't forget how he has kept you. Don't forget where he's provided for you. Don't forget how he has expanded your territory, you know, created greater borders for you, increased your purse strings, you know, made a way out of no way. Don't forget that. I don't want you to forget that. Don't forget the times that you were on your face praying and seeking him because you didn't know how things were going to go. But moving forward, what I want you to do is instead of, Lord, heal this person, Lord, deliver this person, Lord, you know, increase my territory, preference it with thy will be done. You do that and then ask your petition. And if it is in his will, he will do it. Now, we also have to accept that all of it may not be in his will. Again, don't sit at the door and he's opened the window for you to get out. Too stubborn to realize that I'm at the door and I'm going to stay here until he opens the door. You're going to sit there. Because he's made the way. So don't ignore how he's moving. Don't ignore what he's doing and how he's doing it. So again, let's talk about, again, the six steps of prayer that is taught. We're going to go back over these steps. They're immensely, immensely important. See, the six steps of prayer that is taught in the Lord's Prayer It is to address God's rightful place as the father. It is to worship and to praise God for who he is and all that he has done. It is to acknowledge that he is God. It is God's will and plans that are in control and not our own. It is to ask God for the things that we need. It is for us to confess our sins and to repent. And finally, to request protection and help us in overcoming sin and the attacks that Satan has on us. I pray this evening you really deep dive into the Lord's Prayer and read it and ask God to give you your own prayer, to help you outline your own prayer to him so that he can take you to the next step, so that he can take you to the next level because he loves you. He wants you to have all things that are him. Nothing less, but you have to be willing to do it his way and not yours. So I thank you for joining us this evening to discuss the Lord's Prayer. Next week, we are starting a series with I Told the Storm Called the Press. And so many times with the, when we think about people who are in ministry or people who are given and 
you always wanted to be like that person or there was an issue where you would fight that person or you thought or you'd be jealous. I've been there. Um, we're going to deep dive into if you really understood what came, the press that came with that anointing, would you covet it? Would you want it? Would you really now try to chase after if you understood really what came with that press? Would you really try to go after that anointing? So thank you for joining us this evening. We'll talk to you on next week as we continue this amazing series called I Told the Storm. Be blessed. Have a wonderful evening and good night. Thanks for joining us this week on the Moving Pasture Radio Show. Make sure to visit our website at www.movingpastyou.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. If you found value in the show, rate us on iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for our next episode. And remember to always be kind in your word, your thought, and in your deed. Be blessed.